Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. And this week I wanted to talk about technology. It's a really big issue, isn't it? It comes up so often and I don't think there is one right way of doing it, but there's a lot of talk about how we should be doing it, what we should and shouldn't be allowing, this, that and the other. And I think it's an area where we can start to feel very guilty as parents we can start to feel like we're not doing a good enough job as parents and there are lots of different opinions out there. So this week I thought I would share some of my ideas around it, some of the thoughts, some of the information that other professionals have shared with me and hopefully just help you decide what is right for you and your family. Because as you will know, I don't believe in the uh, one size fits all approach and I think tech is really one of those issues where one size definitely does not fit all. So when I'm talking about tech, I'm talking about screens. So that could be watching YouTube, could even be watching telly, but particularly gaming, because gaming is a question I'm asked about a lot. Uh, It comes up a lot in my free group, in my membership group for parents and carers. I know as a parent, it's something I've dealt with an awful lot and the one-to-one work I do, we're often talking about it. And so I wanted to share a little bit of my experience as a a parent myself, but also that of lots of other parents that I've worked with. I think and really believe that the generation that are growing up now, technology is and is always going to be a huge part of their life. I know that I in some ways struggle with that because it wasn't part of my childhood in that way at all. Obviously, you know, we didn't have the sort of tech that we have now. I'm also a real outdoors person. So given the opportunity, I'm outside enjoying nature, walking, sitting in the sunshine, anything. I like to be outside. I don't like gaming. I really struggle with it. There's the old game I like, don't get me wrong, some I find interesting, but on the whole, I find gaming just ridiculously boring. I don't understand why you would want to do it. However, my son loves it, absolutely loves it. And so I've had to learn to accept it. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't get really irritated some days that he would rather play a game than come out and, I don't know, go for a walk with me or go out for a bike ride or do something that I perceive to be fun. And that's the important thing. It's my perception of what is good. Now, I personally don't believe in putting very tight limits on the amount of time my son can play gaming. I tried to do that when he first moved in and found actually it made things worse. It made it something that became a battleground between the two of us. It made it so that he wanted it even more. And I see that in so many parents I work with. They say their children are the same, that it just becomes something then that is even more of battleground than it was before. For me, if tech is part of their life, which is going to be, and let's be honest, during the pandemic, what would we have done without technology? There would have been no online learning. There would have been no Zoom calls, no socialising in the way that we have done. None of that stuff. And I spend most of my day sitting in front of a computer screen working. 
And then in the evening, I'm either doing things or I'm watching telly and or watching telly, in fact. So I'm spending a lot of my time in front of a screen, but I'm also, you know, out walking, this, that and the other. And obviously doing other bits and pieces. So it's about balance. If we can teach our children how to manage the emotional side of gaming, because that's often the bit that they understandably struggle with and can cause the meltdowns afterwards. If we can teach them how to have it as part of their life rather than their entire life, then for me, that is parenting in the best way possible. Because then I am saying, I know that you really enjoy this. I know you get huge benefits from it and sometimes it helps you regulate. And actually in in my son's case over the last year, he's taught himself how to use lots of different softwares, taught himself some coding. He streams and he's learning how to do that. He's, you know, communicating with people in all different languages and has learned about different cultures and different beliefs and different understandings. He's also learned that some games make him really, really cross. And actually, he's choosing not to play with them. He's also learned that some people can be really unkind online. And he's learning to deal with that. He's learning how tone of voice is really important and that you can say something and it comes out in totally the wrong way. When he's doing all of that, what he hasn't got is that interpersonal struggle. He hasn't got to worry about the the face-to-face stuff. So he's more relaxed and more comfortable communicating in that environment. And that filters into the face-to-face communication. I have spent, and still do, spent a lot of time teaching my son and working, not teaching with him, that's not the right words, working with him and helping him to understand his emotions around gaming and what happens so that he gets all the fun and the enjoyment out of it without all the, you know, the huge meltdowns that used to follow. Now, don't get me wrong. This wasn't a two minute job. This took months and months and still happens now sometimes. And there are still some days when he just wants to game all day and I'm tearing my hair out because I want him to come out and do something with me. But those days when I can get myself out of my frustration and annoyance and real anger about it and regulate myself back down to a place, I can usually then go, actually, I can see how tired he is today. And so he wants to do something that doesn't take that much physical energy. Actually, for him, if he's just watching, I don't know, anime or, you know, movies, it doesn't take that much emotional energy. And it's his way of kind of filling up his tank in some respects whereas doing some of the things that I might want him to do sometimes is just too difficult for him and I think we need to not always get really cross and I say this as a lesson to myself but it's about helping them to understand it but also recognizing in ourselves that we're not all the same we're not all going to enjoy being outside we're not all going to enjoy I don't know doing jigsaw puzzles we're not all going to enjoy walking we're not all going to enjoy bike rides we're not all going to enjoy the same sort of movies and our children won't but if we create a 
a battleground around it because of the way we feel about technology, that's not going to help things. And I know that some days I find it much easier to say to him, yeah, of course, game, not a problem. And other days, I know I struggle with that much more, but that is about me. It's about where I am usually on that day. It's about my perception of what might happen if I allow him to game all day. And yes, some days it works better than others. Some days we still have issues. Some days it's still hard. But that's also part of life. You know, life is never all smiley and happy roses. I have days when I'm tired and grumpy and just want to sit in front of the telly watching movies all day. There feels like there's something that me as an adult, if I make that choice, that's okay. But if my son makes that choice, that's not okay. Now, I'm not saying any of us should be in front of screens 24-7, 365 days a year. Of course not. That's not healthy. But I think we need to accept that some days we will want to just veg out and other days we don't. We want to be more active and our children are the same. If we want to connect with them, if we want to help them, if we want to help them find balance in their life, we have to work with them to do that, not impose it on them. Because if we're imposing it on them, they're not going to want to engage in the same way. And if you are constantly having to use consequences, for me, something's not working. So if I am constantly having to use natural or logical consequences around something, I don't use illogical kind of imposed consequences. But if I'm constantly using natural or logical consequences around the same thing, that for me is a bit of a kind of a red flag in my mind that something's not working. I need to reflect on what I'm doing. I need to talk to my son and say, Do you know, this isn't working so well. What, what's, what's, what's not working here? Before I have that conversation, I do need to reflect on me. What's my role in this? What am I doing that might not be helping the situation? What is my perception of this situation? Am I making assumptions? You know, actually is the issue mine and not his? Um, You know, and I know, you know, I've now got a, a teenager and sometimes I really struggle with letting him go and do things and growing and developing because he's still my little boy. Um, my little boy's my little boy. I'm not quite ready for him to become a teenager and be going out with his mates and doing things. That That's scary for me as a parent. But that's my issue. And I have to make sure that I don't use that or, or end up letting that control what we do together, or what I allow him to do. Obviously, within the bounds of safety and all of those things. But if I hold the reins tight on something, then he can't grow and develop. And I think that is, for me, that's the same with technology. If I hold the reins really tightly and don't ever allow him to experience those difficulties with my support, with me being there to say it's okay, with me empathising and working that through with him, how is he going to learn? And I think that for me is the so important crux of this, that we need to work with our children. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that you should, you know, if they're really struggling with a game, absolutely, you might want to talk to them and say, Do you know, I think it might be worth us not playing this for a little bit while we help you to be able to cope with it. So I know that games are designed to make you want to keep playing them. And some of the games like Roblox, like Minecraft, those kind of things, they're never ending. 
they don't ever end. There's no obvious end to it. At least if they're playing NBA, um, FIFA, Fortnite, those games have got an end to them. So you can play with them and help them come off it when that game ends. Don't try and get them off during the game, though, because that is not easy. And actually, it's not fair. You know, if I'm watching my favourite TV programme and someone comes in in the middle and says, you need to switch this off now and get on with it and go and do something else. I'm not very happy. If they're in the middle of a game, particularly if they're playing with their mates and they suddenly have to go, that's not easy because some of those games, it then affects it for all of the other players and they don't want to do that. So we have to have a little bit of flexibility and work with them to help them manage it, to help them learn that if we're going out at 12 o'clock, they need to stop finishing at 11.30 maybe, which means they can't start, a I don't know, an MBNA game after 11.15 because it won't have finished by 11.30. These are things that we can help them do and help them manage rather than just saying, right, that's it, you're not allowed on this morning because it'd be an absolute nightmare to get you off. Building that time to get them off calmly, building that time to help them learn. And I know that I'm saying building that time and some of you will be listening to this going, I haven't got time to build in the time. It's really busy. I've got other kids to get ready. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I get it. I'm you know, fortunate in that way. I've only got one child and me to get ready. But if we don't put the time in to helping them develop at various times, we're never going to move forward. So it might be absolutely, you know, you're going out at 10 o'clock one morning. So you say, you're not gaming this morning because we're going out, but you can watch TV or you can do something else and then you can game when we get back. So I'm not saying give them free range all the time. You might want to put some structure in it, but over time, make sure you are helping them to learn and grow and develop because then you start getting more space, more time and they get more confidence. When we work with them, we can move things forward. When we work against them, we're going to struggle. And that's the really important part of this, okay? Tech itself is not a bad thing. I don't believe tech is a bad thing. The issue is how we as adults see it, perceive it, manage it, and how our children learn to grow up with it and have it as part of their life. Because it's not going to get any less, it's going to get more. And I believe as a parent, I have a duty to help my son learn to cope with it and find that balance. And through that, we move things forward. And, you know, it's not perfect in my house. I I don't aim to be a perfect parent, as you'll know if you know me. Um, But we are moving forward. And, you know, this weekend, my son spent plenty of time over the half term gaming But we've also spent lots of time outside in the garden playing basketball. We've been shopping together. We've done other bits and pieces and we've had lots of fun. And it's getting that balance and it's getting over my annoyance when that balance isn't quite perfect. When I can get over my annoyance, when I can connect with him at a deeper level, when I can understand the issue is mine or that I may not be helping him or there's an area that we both need to work on together then we move forward. That's also not saying that sometimes I don't put boundaries in, you know, and I say to him, you need to be off at 12 because we're going out at 12.30. Make sure you are ready. So I am putting boundaries in when we need to do things, but I'm not putting boundaries in for the sake of putting boundaries in. I'm also not saying that 
if as a parent you want to put boundaries in, you shouldn't. Put boundaries in, but make them realistic and beneficial for you and your family and explain to your children why you're doing it and how you're going to help them learn to manage it over the longer term. Help them see the benefit of those boundaries. Not that tech is something evil, because I personally do not believe that tech is something evil. I think it has huge benefits and lots and lots of children use it to regulate. And I've spoken to lots of psychologists and psychotherapists recently who tell me how beneficial it is for some children to regulate. Obviously, other children are going to have, you know, going to find that that's all they want to do. But if that's all they want to do, then let's help them understand what's going on and help them grow and develop and find safety and interest in other things. So that's me and tech, my thoughts, hopefully helpful ones, around how we can help our children learn to have tech and technology and gaming and whatever else, they're watching YouTube, TikTok, all of those things as a healthy part of their life rather than it taking over. So let me know, what do you think? Jump into my free Facebook group, let me know, message me, whatever you want to do and let me know what you think because I would love your thoughts and ideas on this one. So the free Facebook group is Connective Parenting Using NVR or you can find me on Twitter if you're not on Facebook at Fisher Coaching. Let me know, what do you think? Um, I think this is going to be one of those thoughts and areas that kind of we feel we are talking about for a long time and lots of different perceptions. But do what you feel is right for your children. And if what you're doing you feel isn't working, then have a change around. Try something else. Try it a bit differently. Um, look at the area that they're struggling with and think about how you can help them develop that to resolve that issue one step at a time. So that is all for this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting and I look forward to being back next week. Bye.